Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. Here goes Davis. Oh, my God. This is going running all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. And tonight, hey, it was BYOG bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit until the last one. Kick is blocked. Kick it to the Thank you for joining the ESPC podcast network, where the purpose of every podcast is to make a profit, to make money on every podcast. Uh, We are 57, 58% college football. We're usually a lot better. So we have to do a kind of an analysis. And for me, it's getting back to the basics, getting back to the Pac-12. I was talking to a very, very, very rich client today never calls me on Friday and uh, he you know he and his family have net worth 50 million I have an MBA securities license and I use that I use that knowledge I used uh, those skills I use that experience in the business world in the finance world and uh, advising people how to make investments advising people how to uh, make the right choice is it going to purchase a business or is it going to purchase a land deal I'm on the board of a land trust representing my client who just doesn't want to go to those meetings so I go to those meetings for them and what we use is decision science you see in the back probability theory uh, fundamental analysis and within fundamental analysis is corporate governance that really use a lot of college football. So another big uh, tenant of the podcast is if you are the smartest, toughest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. So I have someone who's a lot smarter and tougher than I am. He actually played college football. I've only gone to college football games, college football practices. He actually played. He's a professional athlete. Arena League superstar, 26 yards a catch. His brother is starting quarterback for Oregon State, Power Five. Should be in the top five for Heisman. We're going to check on that. Uh, big game this week against Montana State. Chad Nolan, thanks for joining us. He's going to help me go over the games. First words before we yes, start sir, the games here. Man, just uh, another good, good slate of games and. Uh, Shoot, had a good uh, college NFL week last week. Uh, started off Thursday night football good. Um, and, yeah, man, just looking to, to keep it rolling and keep uh, just putting uh, knowledge and information in the bank and uh, turning it into to, to winning picks. Keep it rocking. Keep it rolling. All right. Like it. So what's the first game we're going to tackle All right. today? All right, our first game we got uh, Auburn. Uh, he, he got plus four on here. Um, I think the line, I, 
he probably bought the half point up to four. I think it's down to like three or three and a half right now, but they are at home against your Penn State Nittany Lions. And yeah, we just, uh, well, we'll, we'll, I'll well, let you start. They've had a lot of, this, this is a rationale. Let me know what you think. They had a hard time traveling to get there. Uh, they had to switch hotels. Auburn has more rest. Auburn hasn't shown anything what they're going to do with Finley, who's a running quarterback. Uh, it's going to be hot. Uh, I think they're going to have big time troubles in the second half. And they had trouble running the ball against Purdue. So if they had trouble running against Purdue, you would think that the Auburn defensive line is going to be better. So when you're on the road, you need to run and play defense, especially in situations yeah. like that. So with everything being even, I like your Auburn Tigers plus four. Hearts is about to get fired. We're talking about billions of dollars on the line. I don't think he's going to go that easy. So I like your Auburn Tigers, War Eagle, uh, plus – I got him plus four, four earlier in the week before I knew about the travel problems. So at three and a half, three, I like it. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I – you know, definitely, you know, Penn State, even last year, their running game, um, you know, just wasn't up to par. Um, you know, they Auburn hasn't had to show anything yet. Penn State had a tough game against Purdue where they had to throw, you know, put some put some more stuff on film um, than Auburn did for sure here. So, yeah, I, I uh, you know, it, it's the game's at Auburn, right? Yeah, the game is at Auburn. Last year, it was at Penn State. Yep. And Penn State yeah, was so a close game, but Auburn should have won that game last year. Different yeah, so players I mean, on both sides, more in Penn State than Auburn, but Bo Nix, if Bo Nix would have had the best game Bo Nix could have, they would have won that game. So, you know, so I like, I like Auburn, at, a lot. Auburn at home. They're getting the points. Um, I think they got a really good shot to win the game. So, yeah, get, getting getting three, four points here is definitely, uh, definitely the right side. Cool. All right. Next game we got uh, – we're going FAU uh, plus eight at home against you can't finish and under the total of 62. So, you know, here we got a huge rivalry game, uh, a huge recruiting game for Willie Tiger and FAU. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, I think that, that, that leads to the under here, um, you know, just a competitive game. And FAU both, plus both guys want to run the ball. Both guys want to tire the other team out because it's going to be hot it's going to be humid uh so they want to keep their protect their defenses keep them fresh for the fourth quarter styles make fights and wooly taggart usually covers as a big dog he used to be coach at usf i used to follow them uh there closely and then followed his career uh he wants to beat you up he wants to play close he will play a very conservative defense, not allow big plays. And then, man, does that spell the under? And then you're giving me more than a key number of seven. And this should be a field goal game. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I like it, man. I mean, we got, got a good rivalry spot here. We got a home dog in a rivalry game. Got to love that. Um, got some good corporate governance. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like that a lot. I like uh, the dog here to cover that one. And, and this under to come in 62 just seems like too many points in this kind of game. All right. Next game. We got, uh, Arizona 
minus one against your North Dakota State Bison. Right. So let me know what you think about this, Chad. Uh, the problem with FCS is that they only have like 56 scholarship guys. And you're you're on a similar team like that. Uh, and you were talking about that you had to run, you not only started, but you also had to do um, special teams duty. Yep. So it's not going to be the humid heat, but it's still going to be hot, right? It's still going to be in the desert in Arizona. Arizona's coming off a loss against Mississippi State. You got to think they're beat up a little bit. Uh, coach is talking about running, running the ball, getting good D&D. For us, it's not Dungeons and Dragons. It's, uh, it's down in distance. So he's almost kind of signaling he wants to run the ball a lot on these guys and get them tired in the fourth quarter with less depth and be able to pull one out. Uh, I like that strategy, right? Battle attrition. You know, battle attrition. Uh, North Dakota State, they won nine out of the last 11 FCS titles, or at least been nine of the last 11 title games. Uh, they won it last year, but they got new players to integrate new players. So it's Arizona got new players. I, you know, I like uh, Emory Jones. I think Emory Jones can play and it's going to be in a difference in a game like this because he can run. So there's, you know, North Dakota. You're talking about, uh, you're talking, you're talking, we're on Arizona. We got Delora, Josh, not Emory. Yeah, Arizona. Arizona State. Oh, Emory Jones is Arizona State. Who's that? Deloria. Yeah, Deloria. Deloria, yeah, yeah. Deloria is – I yeah, I got him confused because Deloria can run too. Problem with Deloria, yeah. he is wild. So we don't know if he's going to throw a couple pick sixes. But the only way North Dakota wins is in a shootout, and I think a shootout late. Even, if, you know, maybe Fish pulls, pulls Deloria and gets the backup in there. I think late in the game – Arizona, desperate for a win, has a huge advantage. So I like the minus one. What do you think? Yeah, no, I like it here, man. You got you got a, a power five program at home, um, you know, against an FCS team. That's kind of, you know, that, that you know, lost some players here, won the national championship last year. Um, you know, so, I, I mean, I, you, you got to like, you got to like, you know, Arizona showed up, showed up against San Diego State, played very well. Um, you know, they kind of played – just they should have covered the game against Mississippi State in their second game. Uh, kind of had a stinker, you know. They get to play another right. game at home. They haven't won a game at home yet this year. They got to get a win in front of their home fans. So I, I, I like this one here against the FCS team. I mean, yeah, so though, tomorrow you know, Saturday is going to be. What do you think, Chad? Because you've been in this kind of weather. A kickoff tomorrow is going to be 102. Yeah. And on oh, the yeah. field with pads, uh, it's got to be like 120. I would think. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's got to favor Arizona, who's played in that weather, who has done training camp in that weather, who has more depth being a power five uh, right. school here. Um, you know, the depth is going to, the, the heat is going to wear on your depth. So, um, you know, North Dakota State's got guys that are starting to run down on kickoff. It's going to wear on them. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Guys with special teams. Got to like that. All right. Next game, we got Nebraska plus 11 with the money line sprinkle. You can go ahead on this one, Josh. This, this, this is all you. I might, I might, I don't know. I, this game, I'm still, I'm still undecided on. I might, I might have to go the other way. Right. Well, this is my I reasons, mean, right? Thought about yeah, it all week. Dylan Gabriel, me. right? Dylan Gabriel, very aggressive. 
He's probably going to throw uh-huh. a pick in this game, give a 14-point swing to Nebraska. Nebraska uh, has had trouble with turnovers. The turnovers are going to be very, very important in this game. Uh, Nebraska has more continuity on the coaching staff. The head coach is gone, but most of everybody is still the same. Uh, Ripple, he's been coaching for 35 years. He's a great offensive coordinator. So he's going to figure out how to score and control the game. I was listening to the uh, head coach in Nebraska. He was talking about complementary football, three phases of the game. So they want to protect the defense, control the game, and get Dylan Gabriel to throw a couple of uh, turnovers, right? Huge game that Oklahoma – will not be prepared for Nebraska because Nebraska has a whole new game plan for this game. They've been preparing for a whole year. So it's a matter of execution. Uh, Man, I've made a lot of money through the years with interim head coaches. And I was listening to the interim head coach and he was getting me inspired. He was getting me ready to go play. So Nebraska's going to be sky high. They're going to be at home. Dylan Graybrill is turnover prone. So you're giving me 11 points in that situation. I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. It's probably going to be yeah. a close loss, most likely, but it, it's going to be a field goal game. It's going to be very, very, very uh, nip and tuck earlier. And really, Oklahoma, we don't know what they have. Uh, you know, they got 30 transfers in. Uh, how are they going to play if they get behind? with a full stadium against them. We don't know, right? Uh, we do know Dylan Gabriel coughs the ball up. So I see him getting anxious here and there. And uh, give me Nebraska. And that money line is a lot of money. Maybe not put, you know, more than uh, 20, 25 bucks on it. But it's definitely possible. Yeah, no, I, 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 think, I think you convinced me. Well, I mean, because I, I know, you know, Nebraska last year, man, they – they lost a lot of close games and they covered right. a lot of spreads, especially at home. You know, that place is rocking. They put 80,000 in their sellout crowds when they're three and seven. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> so it is a tough environment to go play in. Um, I do like their quarterback play. I do think Casey Thompson is a step up from, from last year um, as, as, as a passer. So yeah, man, I, 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 I like that. You know, I, uh, and, and it's going to be a big 10 refs because it's a home game. So yep, you're going to get the whistle yep. as well. You know, the only thing that at first looking at this game was scaring me out was, was the Scott Frost being gone, thinking, you know, they're kind of in shambles. But, you know, they, they do have had a game plan for this all year, and they're probably going right. to the game plan is going to be very similar to what they, you know, prepared for anyway. So, all right, moving on, we got Iowa under 40. This one's pretty self-explanatory. They haven't gone over 20 yet. This year, <laughs> right, right, so, exactly. Um, we're going to keep – we're going to keep riding these unders till uh, Iowa scores more than seven points because right, right now they've scored seven in both games. So um like that one a lot. That that, that one, I think, speaks you for gotta, itself. You got to ride the Iowa under until it doesn't work. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you know, every game is under. That's what they want. They have really phenomenal defense, but just as phenomenal as their defense is, it's as bad as their offense is. Remember – that guy gets offensive linemen into the NFL every year. So he, he's an offensive line 
team in offense. Yep. They just want to run it three yards in a cloud of dust all day and wait for you to make a mistake trying to throw it. Yep. yep. Next game, we got UCLA at home against South Alabama, over 59. Corporate governance philosophy. We're right now, we're 4-0 and with the Iowa unders and the UCLA overs. UCLA played a very light, pathetic schedule. So Chip Kelly's like, man, I got to put on a show to get these people not to go to the beach, right? Not to go shopping and, you know, not, not to go to the Grove, not to go have fun. Come and sit in the sun in Pasadena. Well, if you're going to sit in the hot sun in Pasadena in the middle of the day, you got to put on the show. So he's going to throw it 100 times. Uh, you're going to try to get some block punts, special teams. You're trying to score a lot. You know, uh, the side, I was undecided because South Alabama, in a game like that, they got athletes, right? Uh, they probably have just as good as athletes as UCLA. They might not be as skilled football players, but as far as vertical and running the 40 and whatever, athleticism, South Alabama's right in there with them. All the transfer they have. So the side is iffy for me, but the over, because of all those things, uh, I'm doing it. And remember, we've got, we're up to about 4,200 this year. To be a professional in Vegas, you have to be at 59%. And even though we're usually a lot better than that, we're still at profit. Yep. Next game, we got. 8.4% we're at. We got. So we're like six tenths of one percent from being a professional and living in Vegas, betting college football. Yes, sir. Next game we got what New Mexico State going to Wisconsin under the forty six here. Uh, Wisconsin probably wins this game forty five zero comes in under. Exactly. Uh, New Mexico has a top fifty defense, and statistically, by far, they have the worst offense in college football. They have the worst New quarterback New Mexico, I've ever seen. Mexico, it's New Mexico State here. Yeah, New Mexico State, yeah. They have the worst offense in college football. Going against a top five statistical defense in Wisconsin, but Wisconsin emphasizes defense. So coach this week was like, if you let this sorry-ass quarterback score, everybody's running bleachers. The whole team, we're talking about the secretaries, we're talking about the janitors, everybody is running bleachers if uh, New Mexico State gets a field goal the way they almost got against Minnesota. Minnesota, It's very similar to the Minnesota game. Minnesota did not let them score. The next next game we got Colorado State going to Washington State, coming off a big win against Wisconsin. Um, We think this one is a little bit inflated here. We got 17 points with Colorado State. You know, I was not impressed with Washington State in their first game. Um, they pulled out a stinker to Wisconsin, but you know Wisconsin's right. a team that's trying to run the ball, right? And, and you know, not not a team that's very you know dynamic and explosive and going down the field, um, you know. So here, here we just kind of identified this game as a market inefficiency and over, um, you know, a little over evaluation of Washington State coming off the big win. We think the market's a little too high on them after that, and. Um, you know, 17 points, a lot of points uh, for this Washington State team to cover. What, what do you think, Josh? Exactly. And the other thing with, with Coach Norvell, he's been successful everywhere he's been. He had zero talent in Nevada. 
and he got them to a bowl game every year. He managed it well. Guy's been coaching in the coaching world 35 years. And what I've noticed observing them is that they use the two paycheck games they got to focus on the fundamentals, play vanilla, maybe targeted this game and saying, okay, the first game we possibly have a chance to win is going to be this Washington State game. So I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying they're going to be competitive. And like Chad's saying, um, Washington State, they're not world beaters. They were playing an FCS school. The F school was pretty much beating their ass the whole game. And then they got the score and then play Wisconsin. Wisconsin just wants to play defense like Iowa. Right. So uh, that's all they, they want to do is play defense. Right. So we go with Colorado plus the 17. So next one on the list is Utah against San Diego State. San Diego State gets blown out by Arizona. And Coach Willingham is a guy who's dedicated to football. And guys like that got a bad taste in his mouth when San Diego State beat him last year. This is more of a revenge game than anything else. He wants to beat them and beat them soundly, beat them badly. So when his recruiters or himself are in a recruiting battle against San Diego State, he's like, why are you going there? We just beat them 63 to nothing, right? So, so West Coast recruiting. San Diego State might be in the Pac-12 with Utah. Uh, he wants to put a beat down on them. And San Diego State has some short. Arizona's not that good to be blown out that way. And then they had, you know, yeah. a gimme game last week. So Utah's mad about what happened in Florida. There was a great opportunity to beat the SEC. They had the game won. They should have done it. So there's another opportunity for them to kind of redeem themselves and beat them down. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, man, we were at that game last year. Tough right. overtime loss for Utah. That was Cam Rising's first game in. He took over after that. Um, I think Utah's better than last year when they played San Diego State, and I think San Diego State's regressed from last year when they played Utah. So, right. uh, yeah, San Diego State hasn't shown much this year. They look terrible against Arizona, who, you know, didn't Arizona didn't look very good against Mississippi State. Arizona doesn't right. look like a, a juggernaut by any means. Yeah, um, Arizona was 1-11 last year. Yeah, so, so it's like Arizona, you know, lost to freaking NAU last year and all that. So right. I, I think this is a, a really big spot. I think Utah, it remembers that tough overtime loss last year. They're at home here. Um, I think, yeah, I, 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 and the way San Diego State's built, I mean, they're just – they're not going to be able to come back, and they're not – you know, they're not going to put up, you know, 40 points. Right. Here. So, I mean, I, you know, I think you got you got to like this spot for Utah. Um Every, everything, you know, every, everything that, that's going on from last year carrying into this year, it's a, it's a good revenge spot at home with a team who has a lot better talent. 100%. 100%. Next game we got Fresno State at USC plus 11 and a half. Telford, right? Corporate governance. In fundamental analysis, corporate governance is top and use fundamental analysis to pick stocks. Telford, uh, he... The first time he went to Fresno State, they had like four or five wins. Immediately, he wins 10. Uh, you know, his claim to fame was when he finished number three in the country at Cal. It was a plus, hard place to coach because they're not going to get new facilities, new training rooms. They're not going to get a new stadium. 
And he recruited, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Jackson. He finished three in the nation that year. Uh, the man can coach against Lincoln Riley. Then Lincoln Riley gets a, uh, a program built by the Stoops family. And he can't win a playoff game. He's never won a playoff game. He's gotten blown out in the playoffs. So I think USC has been smoking mirrors first couple of weeks against the beat two bad teams. But those bad teams went up and down the field on them. Both Rice and Stanford never stopped by USC. They committed mistakes, turnovers. And the USC defensive coordinator says, oh, why not? Why, why can't we get three pick sixes every game and five, four turnovers? You know, four or five turnovers. No, nah, that's not going to happen all year. What do you think, Chad? And I think uh, because of Telford, Keeter is a big game for him, a big money game. If he ever wants to play in the NFL, he needs a big game against USC. Uh, this is going to be a track meet up and down the field because Fresno's defense isn't great. So it's going to be, I really feel 50-40 might be 90, 90 points, the total 72, but it could also be a 30-35 game as well. If both teams, you know, both offenses play clean, try to protect their defenses, you know, and score uh, when they get in the red zone. So I feel that USC is not going to beat them by 10 points. They beat Stanford by 13 points. Uh, so I like I like Fresnick State in this situation. And I think that number is going to balloon higher as it gets closer to kickoff. And people just bet the brand USC, bet the hype USC versus the actual players on the field. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, I mean, USC's defense hasn't been overwhelming by any means. And, uh, you know, Fresno should be able to uh, score enough points here to keep this one within 12. Uh, I definitely, definitely like that. Uh, you know, Fresno, I think, is, is, is a, you know, come, they're going to be the Mountain West Championship. Uh, they're a solid team. They beat UCLA last year. They got some confidence. You know, they just played a really tough game against Oregon State. Um, so they know they can hang in, in this game. So I think that that confidence and, um, you know, Fresno's offense, uh, USC's defense matchup, you got to like getting 12 points here. The other thing, too, is that usually, and I think the Appalachian, I didn't see it. I'm going to see it for myself because you can't trust what people say. Well, what do you think, Chad? Usually when I was growing up and usually last few years when there was an upset, the other team was running spread, was running some trick plays. Maybe they got a, a pick six. In Appalachian State, Texas A&M, and in this case, Fresno can line up and say, okay, F you, we're going to run it down your throat. You know what I'm saying? Usually that doesn't happen when it's like an upset where some team is not supposed to be the other team or whatever. They can just line up and whip their ass. <laughs> they don't have to do any trick plays or trying to throw it 100 times or whatever. They can just line up and smash you at USC in the mouth in the second half of the second quarter and in the later half of the third and fourth quarter, right? Or, you know, speed it up, play some tempo, and then come back and run it on. The, the talent differential between the Fresno offensive line and the USC defensive line isn't that great, especially, uh, you know, once guys start getting tired running after heater. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, I think uh, I, I like it, man. Fresno is the right side here. They're uh, 
they they could very well win this game. Um, it's a winnable game for them. Oh, yeah. would, would have shocked I wouldn't be shocked to see them. Yeah, not at all. All right, last uh, last two games here. We got uh, South Carolina at home against Georgia. The line is like 25 and a half to 26 right now, and it'll probably go up before 9 a.m. tomorrow. Remember us last year? We had a game similar to this. I think it was Navy Cincinnati, and it was like this, man, 27. And by the time you called me and we're on the phone, it was like 32, 33. It like yeah. line jumped like five. Yeah. Georgia's getting really hyped. I really think Oregon didn't prepare for that game on purpose. They were like, oh, we're going to lose. We're going across the country. All new players. Let's just work on the fundamentals, blah, blah, blah. They weren't, like, trying to win that game. And then they play a cupcake. Now they're playing South Carolina after playing Arkansas. And again, man, uh, they, it was in the full game plan. This is a bigger game for South Carolina at home. And I think the coach kind of tipped it off because he was like, I don't want anybody saying we're going to shock the world. Shock. You know, and I started thinking about it. That is kind of funny, right? Oh, that was shocking. You guys beat him. You know, it's like, you, it's like, really? You think guys suck that bad? <laughs> You're shocked. I won the game. <laughs> right. As a former athlete, somebody who's confident in marginal utility. We talk about that. That's that, yeah. that is kind of funny, right? Yeah. No, no <laughs> doubt. You guys won that game. What? <laughs> what, man? You haven't been watching me play, man? Come on. You should know we we're going to beat him. I don't know. What do you think? That's a lot of points. You know, I, I, I like that. It's too many points here, man. I, I like Spencer Rat, Rattler, man. I think he is right. a good, he's a good quarterback. Um, and you know, they getting this many points. I mean, they they just they, I mean, they just need to be competitive, man. And they right. they can hit the they have the athletes. Spencer throws the ball very accurately down the field. They could hit a couple big shot plays here and, and very easily, um, you know, cut you know keep this game within you know fourteen points, seventeen points. Um, and the reason Stetson Bennett's a quarterback is because he doesn't get impatient. He'll go to his tight ends. He'll do the swing pass. He's not going to try to throw deep or, or take chances. What does it gives us? It, uh, South Carolina playing that zone, right? That means that Georgia, it might take Georgia nine minutes to score. Nine-minute drive, 14-minute drive. 14 minutes, that's almost a whole quarter. You know what I mean? That's good. So exactly. they dominate the game and win it, you know, 27-10. Yep. In our last game, we got Temple at home against Rutgers, plus 18 here. Um, Same thing. I think a lot of coaches, I'm thinking, I'm seeing, this is a pattern I'm seeing. What do you think, Chad? A lot of coaches were realistic about their team, and they said, listen, we're new kids on the block. I got 30 transfers from the portal. We're not even going to game plan the first two games. We're going to work on fundamentals. We're going to see what guys, certain guys can do. So they're almost like preseason games. I feel Temple yeah. did this uh, against uh, Duke. Last week, they got the bad taste out of their mouth. And now they're playing Rutgers. And Rutgers is not world beaters by any means. Yeah, no. Not, not, not by any means. I mean, Rutgers, they, you know, they won. They beat Boston College. I don't think they should have won that game, in my opinion. 
they were down. They came back. They're doing the two quarterback system. They don't really have a starting quarterback. They can't even figure it out. They they both equally suck, and they don't know who to put out there. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you know, Temple's quarterback to Mathis in the first game against Duke. Uh, they're not. He was not the quarterback that played in their home win against Lafayette last week. Um, so you know, they 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 got got some new quarterback play that looks good. Obviously, against an inferior opponent getting 18 points at home against an underwhelming Rutgers team here. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely think Temple did, did target this game um, the way they played Duke. Right. Um, you know, they, their offense was so vanilla. They didn't show anything. They didn't even have the same quarterback. They have exactly. Now, so. I think he was a um, fake starter. Exactly. You know, like when uh, I hate to say it, but we actually had a, a, the podcast I did with Mike Brown where poor Max was the fake starter and uh Darnold was a real starter in that situation. Yep, yep. But that that's all we got. All right. That was our last pick. So, yeah, so you don't have to pay extra support $300. You can blindly pick our picks and still be at professional level, which is over 59%. We want to get to 70%. Uh, we don't just give you a fish. We teach you how to fish. So you can make your own picks. And it's not philanthropy or religion. It's what Winston Churchill said. When you give one, you get 10 back. It's business. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. Yeah. It's that money boy. Yeah. Uh, uh.